Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of All Consuming Podcast. Yeah. Uh, this is either the last episode of 2022 or the first. <laughs> you know what? It's the 29th right now. It's going to yes. be the first episode of, of 2023. Yes. Right. So this is kind of a live episode, I'll say. Uh, it's not super planned. This is our album of the year discussion. You know, and I think, Gary, like, the 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 hope I have is when I reveal my top five, that there's, like, some genuine, like, shock. Some genuine, <laughs> like, disagreement that we can go back and forth. Because so many times I feel like we agree with each other. Mm-hmm. We could have some civil disagreements in this yeah. episode. Yeah, and before we did our Christmas episode, we were kind of just hanging out and talking about this is definitely my album of the year. This is right. mine. And we, we did argue a bit for, like, how could you pick that? <laughs> yeah. What are you judging this based on? Like, And then we said, stop. Hey, hey, hey. This is podcast talk. Save it. Table it. And let's record an episode. That's right. And so we're here. So I was thinking what we'd do uh, is we'd look at 2022. Yeah. I'm pr- pretty good, not perfect, at having a playlist of everything that's released in the year. Right. Um, so what Tyler and I did is we went through that list earlier and we decided to bring up, I don't know, like 15 bands. Yeah. You know, these are all things, all albums, EPs, full lengths, everything, uh, released this year. Um, and these are ones that we know that we've listened to a lot or we think has a lot of potential or is album of the year. Ooh. So, by the end of our conversation, I think, you know, we'll, we'll, that's when we'll cover our our choices. That's right. And and we're not perfect, so we could have left some stuff off. Well, you know? hold on. I'm perfect. Oh, true. I forget. I forget Gary is on this podcast. I, Tyler, am not perfect. Um, and so we might have left some stuff off, you know, um, but we felt like this was what we, our opinion of what we listened to most in 2022. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to like kind of break it down once we're like we're gonna do a top five. I don't know about you, but like, and we'll get to this. That top five was hard to make. It was. Well, I don't know. I feel like I had a good like top seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, but it, the problem was sorting it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like eh, two, three, four, five. Who cares? What do I pick for number one? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm sad though of like my six and seven that I left off. Yeah. If that makes sense, you know, but we're going to give them some love. And that's kind of the idea of talking about these albums of 2022. Yeah. Yeah. So well, with that, should we, uh, start <laughs> dive into this? 2022 was a great year, a ton of music. And I think like it was a good mixture. Most years are like this of old bands putting out new stuff mm-hmm. that we like and some new bands. There was like a, I don't know, a dreary season of 2022, like early summer where it's like, is no one going to release an album? Yeah. Because everyone's like releasing in October. Right. So it's like, oh my gosh, we have to wait all year for this. Uh, So that, you know, there was a bit of a dry spell, but luckily Skillet released an album and, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there's not going to be any Skillet hate on this episode, okay? Oh, sorry. No hate. Yeah. We we love Skillet. Love it did leave you wondering, like, was 2021 just way better? And maybe it was. But I think 2022, like, redeemed itself, especially once you got past that, like, you know, summer. 
mm-hmm. and he got to the fall and uh even yeah, some late three later releases, releases a day yeah. and you're like oh my gosh yeah which what do i listen to first yeah and you know on, on that train of thought i think next year it'll be pretty similar to you yeah at the I end of so. the year we're gonna be saying was 2022 really better like were there way better releases <laughs> yeah and i don't know if that's gonna be you know because we're old and we're like you know everything <laughs> new is not as good as old you know, I don't know if it's going to be that kind of a thing or if it's just right. because the albums from a year ago have settled more and, yeah. you know, you've gotten to acquire the taste better kind of thing. Yeah. So I think, like, this is interesting, too. Gary has all of the albums we chose to talk about in chronological release date order, right? Because that's who you are. Yeah. That's who Gary is. He orders everything by albums and release date. I listen to a single. I let Spotify then choose the related next song and just keep listening to that playlist. Ugh. I know. You monster. I and, know. you know, it's not like I, I'm just, you know, there are people that make a playlist, like, on a weekend, and then they use that playlist forever. Yeah. I have playlists that I touch every week. Right. So it's not like I'm doing it like that, just, you know. Trenches releases a new album, January 1st. Guess what I'm doing January 1st? I'm adding it to a brand new playlist yeah. called 2022 Albums. And from then on, I add everything to it. Not just Metalcore, like I put everything on it that I have an interest in. That's impressive. But anyway, yeah. So are we starting with Trenches then? Is that where we're going? Yeah, I think so. We should do that. <laughs> Dude, what a transition. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into these. Okay, so these next... Um, all the albums we're going to talk about are albums we loved, we listened to, no ranking, just chronological order of release date in 2022. So yeah, the first one, Trenches. And I know not a lot of people know about them. Uh, it's Jimmy Ryan's side project from Haste the Day. Yep. It's the first album since 2008. And yeah. the greatest part is that it, it's, it was released on the very first day of the year. So right, right away, it's like album of the year. <laughs> It, it's it's hard because some people like don't like trenches. I'm just gonna right. say it because right. they're different, mm-hmm. very different, you know. But you were like trenches is coming out with a new album. Trenches is coming out with a new. This was you before they released their album. Yeah. Um. What do you like about trenches in general? That's hard to say. Um, I like Jimmy Ryan. Me too. <laughs> right. So you're automatically gonna listen to it because of him. Yeah, and I mean. Here's a giveaway. It's, it's not an album of the year contender for me. Yeah. Uh, I like it in that it's kind of like a noisier metal, metalcore, uh, kind of like an, I don't know, I want to say hardcore, but it's weird because like when it first came out, I thought it was like very heavy and re-listening to it, I'm like, this isn't heavy at all. Yeah. You know, almost a full year later now. Uh, right. But I will say it got me really excited that, you know, if Jimmy Ryan's back, Maybe Haste the Day will come back. Right. If he's making music now, again. Yeah. And, and he's going to shows. They they went to a couple local shows recently. And we saw that there's a Haste the Day announcement coming February 1st. Yeah. Right? And we're stoked. Yeah, One of our favorite stoked. bands mm-hmm. of all time. It was our first episode we ever did was mm-hmm. a Haste the Day episode over their whole discography. Yep. So, I mean... Trenches does get me a little excited for Haste Today. What does that say about Trenches? I don't know. And what does that even say about Haste Today? Like, 
Yeah. Is it gonna be Jimmy? I mean, we know. I think we know Keech is in it uh, because he's yeah. posting stuff too on socials. So. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I'm excited. I mean, even if it's new music, even if it's their worst album they ever make, it's still going to be really good. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I would love if it's just like a tour, uh, kind of like what Close Your Eyes did, hitting all the major cities and major festivals and stuff all throughout the country. Uh, even if yeah. it's just Furnace Fest, I might have to go to Furnace Fest again. Mm. I mean, I don't have a lot to say about that that album. I was just yeah. happy that it happened, happy that it came out absolutely okay so the next one that came out is one that we both really liked uh plead the widow's cause pain split yes an eight track ep lp in between i mean back in the day eight tracks were eight tracks that's why they were called eight tracks right yes so where's the eight track (laughs) yeah we did an episode on these guys on this album um you know we dove into most of the songs six of them i think and it's it's awesome like and if we'll, we say this every time we talk about them if you haven't listened to them go listen like it's a post hardcore nostalgia yes. trip and they do it really really well yeah just listen to us all right I'm tired of telling you guys yeah yeah uh, ian and brett were on our christmas special episode you know and that was really cool getting to talk to them and hang out and hear a little bit more about them but uh stoked to hear more yeah, and, and their songs, like, we, like, dug into the lyrics, right? And just love it. Like, we, I feel like they are awesome, obviously, musicians. But, like, lyrically, too, like, it was cool stuff, you know? And, like, a breath of fresh air, um, something different. And it was mm-hmm. cool, you know? Yeah. And it felt like we, not that we discovered them, but it was like, wow, we're listening to this band before they get big because we're like, man, they're awesome. You know, kind of like with Close Your Eyes back in the day. Yeah. We listened to We Will Overcome before anyone else, very few people, you know, right. listened to it. And we're like, man, it's awesome. Saw them with like 12 people at a show. And we felt like we had something to like share. Like, we got to We got to say this. And so with Plead the Widow's Cause, it feels the same way. Like, yeah, go listen to this. Do yourself a favor. So they have three songs that really stick out to me, and we talked about the, all three on the podcast. Yeah. But Pain Split, True Love, which Tyler made a hilarious reel to, and Diet Koresh. Yeah. True Love is still my jam. Like, that's one of my favorite songs of the year, for sure. Mm. So good. Oh, so probably an album of the year contender for you. Oh, maybe. It might be up there. All right. So the next one. Mm. So let's move to uh, Wolves at the Gate, Eulogies. Yeah. Now, I will preface this with that, Tyler, we know you love to, maybe you don't love to, you seem to constantly say how not heavy they no. are. I am always put in this weird position to where you, for some reason, people back me into a corner and they're like, are they heavy or not? And I'm like, is I it metalcore? I don't know. I don't, I don't, and I always say they're not, right? They're not super heavy. And they're like, oh, you hate them. No. I don't hate them, <laughs> right? They're just not super heavy, right? which is fine, you know? But Eulogies, when it came out, I'm not going to lie, I didn't fully like it. I thought other albums were better, but the more I listened to Eulogies, the more it grew on me, like yeah. a lot. Yep, I get that. I enjoy, so I have this on vinyl, and I enjoy playing it in the house. Yeah. Um, 
And it's hard to like, I mean, I have, there are songs on it that stick out that I like, you know, Shadows, Lights and Fire, which is like their softer one, which. But it's so catchy. Like, I really I love like that, that. Yeah, me too. Me too. Should, it needs to be on the radio. You know, <laughs> Weight of Glory and Silent Anthem, like, they all stick out and they're awesome, but I just enjoy this whole album front to back. Yeah. Like, just playing the whole thing. There's not a song, there's not a single song that I'm like, I have to skip this. Like, move over. I got to get over there and skip this song, right. you know, like. But yeah, I, I, re- I really enjoy the album as a whole, like front to back. Um, not as much as Captors, but probably my second favorite Wolves at the Gate album. Dude, I think Eulogies is their best album for me. And like The Weight of Glory um, might be, gosh, can I say this? Because <laughs> I just said it. I'm on for, the edge of my seat. I'm waiting. <laughs> I just said it for um, Pain Split for True Love. <laughs> song of the year and now i'm gonna say <laughs> for um weight of glory song of All the right. year I, I truthfully think this like i'm gonna say it weight of glory is song of the year for tyler <laughs> stamp it mark it send it please hold for 10 more minutes until the next no, <laughs> song no. of the year no, that's it <laughs> song of the year wow it is so good it is to me it, it's similar to a lowborn yeah. Right. It's heavy. It's good, and it's a song that I have played all year. Love it. Wow. I didn't know that about you. You surprise me all the time. <laughs> See, so all those people that think I'm a Wolves at the Gate hater, I'm not <laughs> in your face. I'm only doing this so you get off my back. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's move on from this. And you know, I would really like. Here's a fun backstory for everybody. Yeah. Tyler and I constantly are like we need to do an episode on wolves at the gate and we're like yes let's do it we set a date for captors i think there was a discussion about eclipse yeah and then with eulogies it was constantly on like a poll or a list or something on discord like what should we do next yeah you know and it's like oh do this one do this one and like eulogies has always been there and wolves at the gate has always been there and one day we will we will do an episode on Wolves at the Gate. <laughs> we have to. I think Eulogies would be a good one to do it on. So next uh, is a a band. I don't know how I found them. Um, I think I think someone posted them on our Discord server or something. And I don't even know if they label themselves as Christian. Uh, but they're Christian adjacent because, well, a lot of Christian people I know really like them and share them. And that counts, yeah. right? That's a thing. Sure. So they're called A Moment in Pompeii. Oh, yeah. And I, I think it was like their song "Hands of God," dude. And it's so just good. so heavy, yeah. like so good. And I just remember, like, I listened to it and I was like, "This is really good." And then I don't always listen to a song like two or three times in a row, but yeah. like that one I did. And it was when it was a single before this little EP came out of theirs. I say little because it's only four songs, but yeah, "A Moment in Pompeii," "Longing for Substance" is the name of it. And yeah, I sent it to Tyler. And I was like, yo, check this out. And I listened I, right away too. I think yeah, I was like, I think you actually listened right away. <laughs> and it was so good. Like I'm I, I can't even explain. It was like super uh, yeah, it's super heavy. Hands of God is like so heavy. And then the singles they released and the EP they released, it just got better. Or it felt like it got better as the EP went uh went on. But man, like I would love to get an LP from these guys. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know anything about that. I just know that like it might have been some of the most brutal stuff released this year. Yeah, I'm excited for more. You know, to see where they go, what happens next. 
Uh, it's hard to like put your finger on them. Like, who are they? What are they doing? Where are they from? Yeah, definitely one to keep your eyes out on. For sure, because I think the two singles that were released were "Hands of God" and "Drown in Shallow Water," and then when the EP released, uh, "Poison the Well" was on that. It was the last song on the EP. Oh yeah, and that song was like, "This is peak. This is great." And there was a good minute of 2022 where we were like, this is the best stuff ever released. Yeah. E- album of the year. Album of the year. EP of the year. Whatever. And, and we were going to do an episode on it. We were. I don't remember why we didn't, but things happen. Yeah. Imagine if this was our full-time job. We could just... <laughs> I don't know about you, but going from like, this is the most amazing thing released this year to it didn't make my top five. Yeah. That's because it know. was the summer, you know? We're, like, yeah. scrounging for new music. You know, There's it, gotta it be might something. be in that seven, eight range for me, but it was, like, it's a, it's a good EP. And you guys, you got especially if you like, like, brutal kind of deathcore, it's it's awesome. Yeah, I, his vocals are just, I, I really Gnarly. like it because, the, yeah, the growls and stuff are very deep. Like, yeah. like Cookie Monster's dad <laughs> screaming in there. His dad? Yeah. Does he have a dad on Sesame Street? Dude, I have no idea. But <laughs> think of Cookie Monster, right? Yeah. His growl. Right? I don't know. Older, <laughs> bigger. That's all, that's all I got for you. All right. We'll take it. Yeah, go listen to it. Moment in Pompeii. Oh, so good. So the next one we got is... Uh, was a surprise to me, I think. Memphis May Fire, mm. their album Remade in Misery. Yeah. So what I hated about this album, <laughs> Whoa. to start with, like, so there's 11 songs, and they released them, like, one song a month for eight <laughs> months. Yeah. Like, it was brutal. And so you, by the time the album drops, it's like, here's our brand new album in the middle of the summer. And it's like, I've heard every song except, like, these two. Yeah. And not only that, they released, once they released five singles, they released an EP of those five singles, like in March or something. Right. And then like three months later, they're like, here's our full length with two more songs you've never heard. And it's like, ah, killing yeah. me. And I, I hate that format. It's the new format, man. I everyone know it is it. because it worked. Like every yeah. single they released, everyone jumped on. What's this one? What's this one? What's this yeah. one? And they got tens of millions of plays on right. songs on this thing like they reach people and it worked and i think it works for like a like a marketing standpoint but people like me who just want to be surprised for 50 minutes on an album that i've never heard any song on <laughs> like that's what i want but yeah yeah other than that uh i think it's a huge step in the right direction from their previous sure. album i think anybody can agree with that yeah, heavy. If you are fans of Wage War, like this album is like right up there. Yeah, what are your thoughts on this? I know you're not a huge Memphis Mayfire sure. fan, but uh, Blood and Water. You told me when that single came out, you said listen to it, and I did. And you're like, he actually screams in it, like yeah. like he used to. It's back, and it is. It's it's heavy and it's fun and it is produced, but like it's still it's really good. And I think. It's kind of an in-between, you know, like an in-between metalcore or hard rock. I don't know. I don't know yeah, what, what don't you know. would call it. 
but it is it is good, and I like I like it. Poppy metalcore. <laughs> yeah, poppy metalcore. Radiocore. He, he is such a talented vocalist, both for clean singing and and I, I think his screaming is actually pretty good. Yeah, like yeah. when he does it, um, Matty Mullins, and it's Blood and Water was my favorite song on the album. Coincidence that it's like the heaviest. Uh, probably not. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I also really like their songs Bleed Me Dry and Left for Dead. Yeah, Bleed Me Dry is good, yeah. The fun part, so after this album came out, I saw them in Spokane without you, Tyler. I was yeah. very sad. Uh, That's also a theme of 2022. Yeah, the theme of 2022 is every time Tyler and I were supposed to go to a show, one of us got sick or yeah. Tyler had to work or you know things like that. But that's not what we're here to complain we about. We went to two shows together. At, we did. Yeah, we know of two, yeah. Anyways, this one I brought my friend Bobby with, which he went to Furnace Fest with me, uh, and they they weren't the headliners. Um, the headliners was Dance Gavin Dance, right before like the the rape allegations and stuff of the right, racing yeah. and whatnot. And I was like, whoa! But uh, yeah, they killed it. They were awesome. Uh, I was super surprised seeing them live. I I thought it'd be a lot of tracks and you know very production heavy. But no, they brought it. It was great. Uh, That's cool. A lot of energy. And they played like their most Christian songs live. Sweet. Like they played their old song, The Answer. Yeah. Right. Where the whole point of it is, Jesus is the answer. Um, yeah. And they did all that. And they didn't pull the mic away. They, they sang all the parts. Like I was impressed and proud of them, I'll say. I don't know if that's a thing, but. I'm proud of you, Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> that's cool, man. So move on to the next one. Dude, let's talk about what's next. Yeah. So the next one is one of Tyler's favorite EPs oh. of the year, Orphan Twin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, you're setting me up, dude. You're setting me up right now. I, I liked it. I liked one song. Um, Death Surf. Oh, so good. You know why? Because it's heavy? Because it should have been on All Hill, Norma Jean. Yeah. So what I think, here's my wild theory. So what keeps happening is... When Norma Jean releases an album, like a year, half a year later, uh, Corey Brandon has a side project, and they just drop one album and then they're done. Right. right. So after after Polar Similar, yeah, there was a band where him and I think his brother are drumming. His brother drums and he does guitars and vocals. Called Hundred Sons comes out, and it it sounds very similar to Polar Similar. Sure. So I'm wondering, oh, these are just B-tracks or something, uh, continuing that train of thought. Mm. All Hail comes out, and here we are a year or so later, and Orphan Twin, which is a song. Right, right? on All Hail. Uh, you know, they'd release this EP, Future Classic, with like six songs or whatever, and they totally have the tone and the feeling of All Hail. Yeah. And there's a few that are like quite soft, right, comparatively. Like they're more like grunge yes. rock. 100%. Um, which I love. Hominy is probably the one Tyler hates, and I really like it. <laughs> I don't hate uh, anything, Gary. Right. Despise? <laughs> Loathe entirely. <laughs> so yeah, they released this, right? Um, yeah. And then their new album came out, and so I wonder if there's going to be some B-tracks on there. Yeah, the Project 86 new album. That's the B-tracks. <sighs> I don't know about that. <laughs> At least the first uh, single release, that's, that's right? That's way different than what they just released. That's, yeah, it's closer that is, to like that is true. Hail, you know? That is true. Plus, you know, this Orphan Twin EP 
has a song called Loveless, which yeah. is like a line from one of the songs oh, yeah. on All Hail, you know. There were definitely connections to All Hail. And it was good. Don't get me wrong, it was good, but like I just wasn't feeling half of it. I yeah. loved some of the songs, but well, I loved it, and that that's all that matters to me. Death Surf is rocking, my guy. Yeah, it's like, so good. That's totally. so good. So let's move on to the next release. Yeah. Which is Norma Jean. <laughs> yeah. This is around the time when albums started dropping. You know, like yes, consistently. Things are, like Norma Jean dropped the same day as I think Becoming the Archetype. So it's like, you know, here we go, and from here on, like week after week, big name bands dropping stuff. So yeah, de- uh, Death Rattle Sing for me is the name of the album. Right. And I was beyond stoked for it. Me too. So All Hail, fantastic album. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites in the last five years for sure. Of all albums or what? Of all albums, last five years, I think it, it's up there. Like it's a really solid, great, nearly perfect album. Yeah. We did an episode on it. I know you love it a lot. And so the follow-up to that was going to be hard no matter what. Because our expectations are through the roof. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. I think there's some really, really good pieces to it. Yep. Even the singles that they released before, I liked. I was like, I think the singles are like their best stuff. Me too, which never happens or usually doesn't happen. Right. Um, Spearmint Revolt awesome song yep one of my favorites on the album um but the rest of the album wasn't necessarily a disappointment but it just wasn't like what all hail was it just didn't feel like it was that you know wow this is new this is heavy this is great i love it i like where the band went with this album they explore some crazy stuff and i'm here for it it just didn't feel like that for death rattle sure what about you so I yeah so the singles came out and I fell in love right away because I was stoked it wasn't like All Hail. Okay. Like, the last thing I wanted was another album that sounded like All Hail for me to complain and say, <laughs> "This sounds like All Hail." Looking at you, fit for a king. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> I'll take that, that back. <laughs> I'll delete Bro. that. Bro, but the thing is, like, you bands can do that and that's okay. Like, you, I would have been perfectly like elated. If we would have had another All Hail. If it was another band, I'd be all for it. Right? August Burns Red yeah. releases like albums that are like, I feel like Similar. every third album is the same. Yeah. At least as far as experimental or guitar work or something like that. Um, yeah. And every album they release, I love it. And I don't, I don't expect too much. It doesn't matter to me. Whatever right. they're going to release, I'm going to love it. <clears throat> Norma Jean, throughout their entire existence, every album is way different like maybe their first two ish you know redeemer and stuff like before that they're kind of similar uh because you know earlier days i guess sure but i feel like i feel like they take pride in trying new things and experimenting new sounds yeah which when this album released it was my album of the year uh just because compared to everything else that we've already talked about you and i today right now it was leagues beyond and above what everybody else was doing because I felt like their sound was unique and their guitar tones were weird. And they had a song that was eight minutes long and another yeah. song that was a minute 10. And right. like 
what are you guys doing? And, you know, listening to whole the whole thing, it's hard to be like to know what song you're in. Yeah. Um, and you know, when you put it in a playlist and you shuffle it, it's something I don't like. That it's like, wow, this song is weird. Like it doesn't, it doesn't fit in very good. Uh, where all yes. hail, you put all of those into a shuffle of random stuff. You know, Reliant K comes on, and the next song is, you know, Norma Jean, <laughs> All Hail, and you're like, yeah. you know, Anna comes on or something. You're like, oh, dude, this is such a great song, sure. and you know what song it is. And maybe it's just me, and maybe I haven't given it enough mileage yet. But when with De- Death Rattle, there's there's maybe four or five songs that I feel like would work, and yeah. they're great by themselves. Um, but other ones like uh, Parallela, yeah, like I loved that song when I heard it. Right, and I was like noted. This is so cool. The sound was like '90s or something. Like, it, it reminds me of something from my childhood, and I don't know what it was. Yeah. And it's like nostalgic for some reason. But then when you just play it, you know, and it's like a minute forty, and you're like, "Is this the song? Oh, this is the song. This is weird." But the, they're all written, you know, front to back. Right. They run into each other and all that. But yeah. Loved the album. Uh, some of my favorite songs, Spearmint Revolt, like you said. Yeah. Area Obscura. Yes. Uh, the whoa, whoa, wave of uh, whatever. <laughs> I had an, another weird spelling thing. Uh, a Killing Word. So heavy. Yeah, Killing Word's awesome. Yeah, and Heartache, which is their long one. And it felt, it didn't feel like a Norma Jean song to me, which I think is why I really liked it. It was just, it was Very so different. different. Very yeah. different. You know, and I think you said something that's like, profound gary whoa yeah no you did (laughs) i and this is me too like you said i don't know if i i've given enough mileage like sometimes it takes not forcing yourself but intentionally playing through an album multiple tens of fifteens of times before you're like dang this is a really solid piece of work like for me that that's that happens a lot Mm-hmm. And we're going to get to an album for me that I started off not fully. I mean, even with eulogies, but um, I think All Hail was that for me. At first, I was like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because right. I love Redeemer. I love that era of Norma Jean, right? And you're like, no, it's, it's so good. And I gave it. <laughs> I gave it the chance, the mileage, right? And I'm like, dude, I get it. I get it now. Mm-hmm. Same with the act from the Devil Wears Prada. I get it. But I had to, like, intentionally set aside more than I usually do. Yeah. Because it wasn't a first listen. Love. Yeah, I feel like that's that's just, you know, your expectations of what you want versus what they give you. And you realize you're not the target audience. Yes. And you're like, is this isn't for me, so I'm not going to like it. Right. Right. Which we'll get to that, I think, with some of the albums coming up. But Yeah. But you're right, man. Like, and maybe, and truthfully, maybe we give it the mileage it deserves, Death Rattle, and we're like, we were wrong. We come yeah, back and we next do next year. We'll be like, dude, <laughs> yeah, we do 20- an episode on it or something, and we're yeah. like, we were wrong. This was killer. Yeah. So, yeah, you never know. All right, what do we got next? So next, released on the same day, I believe, was Becoming the Archetype, mm. which was huge, right? Children of the Great Extinction. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome because they like. They announced it like I don't know a few months, yeah. right? They're like, "Hey, we're back," and we're like, "No way! This is gonna be sick! I can't wait for new stuff." They're like, "New and single dropped. on Friday," and you're like, "Excuse me? Yeah, you just said this now, and you have a single now? 
Um, and so the hype was huge, and everyone was talking about it. Um, and I was beyond stoked because it's like the last album was 2012 and 2011 with Jason, right, Jason yeah. Wisdom, their singer. And so this is the original band from you know the very first album that's back. And yeah, I was I was excited, and you know they were doing a vinyl release right away too. And I was like, oh man, I have to jump on this. We have to do an episode, Tyler. We have to do all these things. And yeah, I'm like shaking Tyler constantly, like we have to do stuff. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and we I did. Mean, yeah, we did, and we did a deep dive. We went through every single song. Uh, we talked about the, you know, it's a concept album, so it, it's a story from beginning to end. Like you got to sit yeah. down and listen to the whole thing. And for a long time, this was my album of the year, and I just ruined it. it it's not. Ooh, it's not. But, interesting. Uh, it, it was for a long time, and I think what made it not, what slipped it out of first place is just uh the replayability sure right so i've i've listened to the whole thing i know all the songs uh <coughs> on shuffle mode it, it doesn't really work well some songs don't blend well with other genres and things which other become the archetype albums are like that too right anything from dichotomy you throw it into a random top 100 metalcore track playlist and, and you're like holy cow what is this it just sticks out you know yeah uh, but yeah, and that's part of the reason why I love it. But at the same time, for me to listen to it, I would have to listen to the whole album. Not yeah. just, you know, ah, oh, let's pl- throw this song on. That, that'll that be good. You know, I think like the whole thing. I think there's some songs that you can, but you're right. It is a concept album and it doesn't do it justice if you just pick and choose songs, mm-hmm. which was my deal, right? Like The Lost Colony an amazing song right and i liked it but when you put it in its place in the album and you listen from front to back from track one to finish the album as a whole is better than any single song yep which is super weird to say and different which is also why i think we liked it so much yeah and you're one of those people tyler i am you're like i am i'm like i text you hey what do you think is the new fit for a king and you're like Tell me the f- one song to listen to. It's exactly to, to get me started. One song, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> and if you were to do that for this one, I'd be like, I have no idea. The yeah. Hollow, like, right? Oh yeah. You know, some kind of song that just sticks out. But you know, and, and that's hard though. Like, would I have loved this album as much as I do if we didn't do an episode on it? That's true. Probably not. But we dug deep into the lyrics and the allegory that was given, and we're like, this is so sick. Like, nobody's doing this. Yeah. And the fact that they came back, right, and they released new music we were just so stoked for. Yeah. yeah. It was it was awesome. Yeah, and they played it Christmas Burns Red. Yeah. You know, this is one of the bands that I haven't seen live. And now there's a chance, right? There's a, yeah, there's a chance, so... That'd be cool. Tina, That'd be so Tina sweet. Jason. Yeah. So yeah, let's move on to the next one, which I don't know if you know of, Tyler. Oh. Uh, but uh, they released a full-length album. They released a single um, featuring Sean from Phineas. Yeah. And I liked it a lot. And then, like a week later, they released the whole album, which is like full-length, 11 songs or something. But they're called Ghost in the Ruins. The album's called Return to Ash. Yeah. And 
I mean, the only downside to this album is like I don't, the mix, I guess, the the quality of production. Um, it kind of reminds me of like the Showdown's first album. It's like so good, you know. Right. But if there was just like more money thrown at it, <laughs> like it would sound so good. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of surprised how low plays they have on Spotify and stuff because it's really good. I think they have a lot of potential, and I'm really excited to hear what they do next. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a very fun trying to describe their sound so you don't just go in thinking it's black metal or something. Uh, it's like early metalcore, like think like maybe Haste the Day, Attack of the Wolf King kind of style. Yeah. That lighter weight, fast. Um, um, they're probably gonna be like, you're totally wrong. That's not us. You know, I don't I don't really know how to describe it, but it's metalcore. Yeah. Um, and they even have a song with Michael from Convictions, the lead singer. Sweet. Uh, yeah. And yeah, they're it's great music. It's really good stuff, and I think all of you should give it a chance and let me know how right I am. Even me, I, I haven't Even listened, you. Gary, so I'm I'm gonna have to do it now. Yeah, I think I remember telling you to check them out along with like six other bands at the time. I'm like, check this one out, check this one out, and you're like overwhelmed and ignored me. And I was like, hey, Fit for a King's releasing something. Let's listen to that. You know, the yep. the good old stuff. See, I need I need to whenever I find Gary shows me bands new bands I listen and I'm like man this is awesome I just need to like make a resolution that I'm going to listen to everything Gary sends me so I don't have this regret when we do this episode next year of oh yeah I should listen to that you should make a playlist on Spotify I'm not that organized dude. like Gary's tracks and every time I text you one you don't even have to play it just open it Hold down on it till the menu pops up and go add to playlist. Gary's tracks. Yeah, I'd say I'd make a playlist for you and send it to you, but then you'd never listen to it. <laughs> True, that's a good point. All right, so shall we move on? Let's do it. Yeah. So the next one is one that took me a while to get into. Confessions of a Traitor. The album is Punishing Myself Before God Does, and. I know that they got a lot of hype right away, so they just signed to Face Down Records, right. and a lot of people were all about them, and I think Peacekeeper was their first single, and I thought it was good, and I just yeah. left it at that, meh. Um, but yeah, that was my initial thought. I currently love it. I mean, and you're wearing a Confessions of a Traitor shirt That is right true. I, I forgot about that. I'm wearing Confessions <laughs> of a Traitor shirt. So, so tell us more about it, please, Gary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's super good. <laughs> So what got me hooked on it, yeah. uh, that kind of turned it to like a contender for me, uh, I th- was their song Lovecraft. And yeah. so they had a, like a music video and like I was watching random like music videos before we had to leave somewhere and my boys were sitting on the couch with me like, Who, who's this band? Who's this? What's this? You know, mm-hmm. showing them music videos. Um, I had to show them a couple of Plea for Purging, you know. <laughs> they're just, I'm like, this yeah. is funny. And they're just like, I don't get this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I played this music video and, you know, they liked the song and I think even Jen liked the song, uh, but it's just really like bouncy. It's kind of catchy. Yeah. Uh, party core. <laughs> I don't, it's not party. It's core. like, it's hardcore, uh, but not that hardcore. I don't even know if it's post hardcore. I don't even know what to call it. Um, See, for me, I think I need to give, this is a band I need to give more mileage to, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've listened and they're good. 
this album's fine, <laughs> but like the way that like you're put you you've 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 told me, man, this is one of the best releases this year. Love it. You're wearing. I their remember shirt. showing you Lovecraft the music video on yeah. one of our editing sessions. Yes. And I was like, I'm getting goosebumps right here, and you're like, I'm pretty sure you were into it too. And I thought this is it. I we're was do an episode. We're gonna do an episode on Confessions of a Trader. It's gonna be awesome. And then like all the fire fizzled. <laughs> I, I was into it. I am into it. I like it. I like Confessions of a Trader, but, but I just haven't got to that point to where I get in the car and say, "All right, I have a five minute drive to work, ten minute drive to work, whatever." What am I putting on right now? Sure. I'm not putting it on yet. You know? So I don't know. Um, mm. I think I think this is a band. If I give mileage to, we're doing an episode in 2023. I'd love that. You know, I, I like the album a lot. And I think it's just really good, have, like, hardcore melodic <clears throat> music. Yeah. Is it in uh, your top five? Yes. Ooh, okay. It is. It's not in mine, but... And, you know, and I've heard these guys, like, before. Uh, yeah. Their older stuff. Um, I think I found them because Ryan Kirby was featured on one of their albums. Mm. And uh, so, you know, oh, Ryan Kirby featured on a song. They must be good. Yeah. And I, ne- I liked them, but I never got into them. And even when this released, I, did, I wasn't really into it. I liked Lovecraft. And when it came out, I listened to the whole album. And there was, like, three or four songs that just stuck with me. Right. And, like, there's one that's, like emotional especially now recently that we've lost our friend isaac sure Um, but they have a song called to care for those who cared for us and it's a song about i'm assuming his dad but he's like has alzheimer's and he can't even remember who he is and it's a song about loving him and remembering him even though he has no idea who he is um you know and our loved ones will move on or will live on in our memories kind of thing and i feel like it's just a very emotional uh, supportive album and like I don't know it's just it's just good dude I I'm gonna I'll give it a shot I'm gonna give it mileage it deserves and maybe in the next couple months when we do an episode I'll say yeah, I was we'll wrong see. we'll see we'll see I can't if that episode starts I can't wait for the intro oh Gary finally gets to gets his way <laughs> dude that's most and it's not your way it's Tyler finally realized yeah. that Gary was right well, we don't have to agree on everything, you know. True. You like Five Finger Death Punch, and I don't. <laughs> so, yeah. Sweet. What's next? The Devil Wears Prada. Color Decay. I really like this one. It's in my top five. Me too. I didn't care for any of the singles except Sacrifice, right? Sacrifice came out like a year ago. Oh, I was going to say, Sacrifice is so good. Uh, we, we listened to it. It came out like a few months after the act or something. It's like, wow, right. already. Uh, and it's awesome yes so when the album finally dropped I've already heard it a hundred times and I had to skip it like I wanted to hear all the new stuff um but I was not a fan of the singles which they were what like Salt Broken Watchtower Watchtower right I mean they were good they're good they weren't like what I was hoping for I don't even know what I was hoping for and so I was very pessimistic Uh, I didn't even listen to it the day it came out I was just like "Eh, I'll listen to something else but uh, so anyway, I waited a few days and everyone was saying it was good. Everyone was asking me my opinion. Yeah. Like, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Is it good? I'm like, fine. So I reluctantly sat down and listened to it. 
And when it was over, I listened to the whole thing while working, so I wasn't fully focused. Uh, I thought it wasn't that bad. Like, I I mean, it was good. It wasn't what I was wanting, I think. And so I said, I decided to listen to it again, but this time I wouldn't be a toddler sitting like I'm in timeout with my arms <laughs> crossed. Like, I'm going to hate it. Yeah. I don't want to listen to this, but I will. Uh, and then after that, like, I just found to enjoy it more. And I think, I think it's because... I, deep down what i really want is dead throne 2.0 sure right? i want heavy heavy crazy devil wars prada like the old days right yeah those days are gone right <laughs> we just need to accept it for sure uh and i thought this was very well produced there's also a lot of like electronic pieces in it and mike doesn't seem to have as much of a presence vocally on some songs yeah it's very catchy uh my wife loves it um <laughs> and i i enjoy playing the whole thing front to back and there's several songs that i really 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 enjoy that are not heavy at all <laughs> so this is tough you know and i think you're right i think so yeah mike's presence is less but it also is very similar to the act in my opinion and i know you're gonna be like no no, I think you're right. I, okay. It is definitely the, the spiritual successor of the act. Yeah, and I'm the same way. I've, I listened to it a few times, and my first thought was, this isn't heavy. I don't like it. I'll play mm-hmm. Sacrifice, because I've listened to it for a year, and it's an awesome track, right? You're and like, album of the year just for Sacrifice. We, we talked about this like a month ago, and I gave it mileage. And you were right, Gary. Yes. As I say all the time. <laughs> this album, I don't, if I keep listening to it, like if we would have recorded this in another month, it might be my album of the year. Wow. It didn't even make I, your top five, did it? It made my top five. Originally, like a, a month or two the ago original, whenever we yeah, talked? It, yeah, it was like four or five, my okay. original. But the more I listen to it, the more, like, I realized how emotional mm-hmm. and deep the lyrics were. And even the soft songs, Gary, I do like. Wow. Cancer, which I could not yeah. listen to the first few times through, really? is a top three or four song on the album for me. Same. Yep. So good. How come you didn't like it before? I, I don't know. I just didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't hallucinate. It wasn't oh, sacrifice. Yeah. You know. I get that. Yeah. Um, but about twenty five. No, dude. See, that's one still. Like, I listen to that, and I gotta. Sometimes I gotta skip it. I'm not ready for that. Like emotional, like hit to the chest. Yeah. You know. I love. Um, I love the vocal work on that. Like, how he just screams for the first minute. And it's so clear. Like. Thinking back to Dead Throne, Branches, all that, right? Like, Mike's vocals were way different back then, obviously. Yeah. But the way he does it now is, like, so packed with emotion Mm -hmm. that when you listen to 25, like, if you don't get stirred, like, something inside you doesn't get kind of going, like, I don't know if you have a heartbeat. Like, I don't know if you're a person. (laughs) There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. Yeah, his screams are like, is he crying? Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. like, holy cow. Uh, 
Yeah, and so when I when I hear that song, and like, I'm in the car with my wife and my kids. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this right now. Next, oh, <laughs> yay! It's hallucinate or whatever's next. You know, like. Ugh. Um, yeah. I'd love to do an album on this or, or an episode. I think we album. have to. I think we have to. Um, I think my favorite song is "Time." Now, ew! I know that's like bottom four, dude. It's so good. It's so good. So good. <laughs> Like, I don't even know what I like about it. So I'll, I'll give some highlights, in my opinion. So okay. I think Hallucinate is their heaviest song in, like... Super fun. In, in like, the past... I don't know. Since their Space EP. Sure. Like, so heavy. I don't, I don't know. The thread was really heavy on the act, too. But my son loves Hallucinate. Oh, yeah. Like, it's on his playlist. Sweet. He's always saying, Dad, we haven't listened to Hallucinate. And it's at first you're like, this is awesome. He's screaming with it, you know, going black temple hallucinate. Yeah. (laughs) But then you take him to school and he's screaming it as you're signing his name. And you're like, Hey, Hey, okay. Hey, not in front of the other people, not in front of the normies, right? (laughs) Not for the normal people that listen to everything else. Okay. Teachers like you listen to Devil Wars Prada. No, but I watched that movie one. It's definitely, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's funny and it's great at home. You know, but when he's screaming it in public. But yeah. anyway, that song so heavy, it's really good. Uh, I think another highlight is noise. There's yeah. a, like the first half of the song, you're like meh. Last half, it builds onto that first half, and like it does that whole like under oath drowning in my sleep. You yeah. know, but for their song, and it, it's really cool the way that that's done. It, you think back in the day, under oath, they're only chasing safety, right? Yeah. Looking back, I I thought that was so heavy. Me too. You know? And I think this album is, like, on par with that album. Like, there are pieces that are heavy, but a lot of it's just very melodic, and a lot yeah. of it's very, like, I don't know, just aggressive. Post-metalcore. That's yeah, what we're that's, getting into. That's, that's what, what we called into. it last time. Yeah. That's what we called it. And it's what it feels like. And there is some heaviness, but, like, the heaviness is more, like pushing away from breakdowns mm-hmm. you know and more into the lyrics i don't know the space and dad tones. core is that what we call it dad core <laughs> yeah when the musicians become dads and start writing yeah you know and the big change too and this took getting used to is we did, we already said this sort of but mike became the support and jeremy became the lead in vocals right it sure seems and that way yeah it, it seems that way it, in the act is when it started to me, mm-hmm. right? And everything before that was Mike is going to be 90 or 80% of the vocals, and then you're going to have your choruses sung yep. with a super high voice Jeremy, which he doesn't do anymore, right? He now sings in like his actual voice, yeah. and he's really good. Like every time I listen to him sing choruses on the act and on uh, Color Decay, I'm like, dude, this sounds like pop radio not in a bad way but it sounds like a song like yeah this is gonna sound bad it sounds like chain smokers or it sounds like whatever you imagine know. dragons yeah and Nickelback. he has a really Five good death punch <laughs> okay okay chill dude <laughs> no but he has he has a voice that's like not radio friendly but it's it it fits in that pop genre he can sing yeah and so when you add that to what mike is doing it's like no one is doing that. Yep. There isn't a band that I can think of that is 
like them right now. Yeah, doing like this album definitely. Like hearing everything else we've already talked about, no one has a sound like that. Nope. I mean, the closest is like Memphis May Fire, but that's just because of the production quality and stuff. But that's still not this. I don't even know what this is. You know. Yeah. And I think since the act, they've taken it to this new, whatever they want, they wanted to create this music, right? Mm -hmm. And not for their fans necessarily, because their fans want Dead Throne 2.0, right? They did what they want to do, and it is different and great. And I think people are coming coming around to it because they have a ton of plays. I mean, I did. I did not like it when it came out, right? Yeah. And I didn't want to. I had no interest in it. I didn't even want to start. But I had to, you know, at least say I tried, right? Yeah. It's so good. I think I think if you are a person like me. You're a person? Get out. Kind of. <laughs> that did not like it the first few times through. You listen and you listen and you read the lyrics and you dive in. There's no way you can say that it's a bad album or a mediocre album impossible it's so good wow impossible impossible you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen (laughs) on that note let's go to whatever's next all right so next uh was an ep from a band that also released their singles very slowly until they finally got to an ep uh and the band is amongst the giants yeah and the ep is called desolate minds um and i loved the singles whenever they came out i was so excited to for a new band to be releasing at this level uh and it's it's also that like i don't even know what genre this is that i keep trying to describe but that mainstream popular produced metalcore right yeah and they have a lot of electronic pieces in it but their song black box is really good their song medicated is you know about mental illnesses right. uh, and depression and stuff um and then they have their song love pain uh those are the three that stick out to me, but uh, and they're under that that new label that the Seventh Day Slumber guys have, so they're like produced and engineered through that. And whoever's doing that work with all those bands, you know, they're releasing a lot of stuff lately. You know, they're doing great work. Right. I think that's one to keep our eyes on. I think they're gonna have whatever's next is gonna be super good. Sweet. So next, we'll talk about Tyler's favorite. Oh, Demon Hunter Exile. <clears throat> Yeah. What what are your thoughts? Everyone knows that you're not the biggest Demon Hunter okay. fan. Another false accusation. I like the triptych. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm kidding. No. One um, of eleven albums. <laughs> uh I enjoy it. I thought this album was fine. If you're into biker metal, forty year old and not even biker metal. If yeah, you're I, into I was gonna say it's not that heavy. No, no, no. It's not <laughs> If you're into what Demon Hunter has been doing lately, I'll just I say think, that. I think metal. No metal. subgenre. There you go. Just metal. It's metal. It's metal. And it's fine. And it's good. I need core. I hear you. Some sort of core, please. I, I, as a huge fan of the first six or seven albums of Demon yeah. Hunter, um, I, I really liked the album when it first came out, and the more I listened to it, the more I was kind of like picking apart songs and like, oh, right here, if he would have screamed. Oh, yeah. if he would have done this part. Oh, if there's double bass pedals here. Like, the whole time, I'm just picking it apart, thinking how I would have engineered a Demon Hunter song. <laughs> right. Um, 
but and my least favorite song going in is my favorite song which is silence the world mm. which is not yeah. heavy at all it's not even a ballad it's like but you you are a man that likes softer songs sometimes i like my demon hunter two ways heavy and fast or ballads right right like i i love their songs of death and resurrection album i love it yeah. i did not realize i listened to it so much that spotify says that they're my favorite band right <laughs> like literally number one every year still like still it's like my third year in a row and i'm like come on stop listening to demon hunter right i blame that album for this but this album is neither it's not ballads and it's not heavy and fast it's mid-tempo yeah rocky you know like rock metal kind of stuff and i feel like every song i just i'm it's so close to like like i said you know i'm listening i'm like i need this part a little heavier like instead of singing here he should scream this part you know like i don't know it almost seems like we're not their listeners anymore you know like what we like isn't what they do yeah and we went down we a were, different road of yeah. listeners, you know. Yeah, their target audience is not us. But and it's great, like I think the production is really good and I know a lot of people really, really like this album and they even call it like the best Demon Hunter release and they're not like eight years old, so they've heard other Demon Hunter releases. But people are saying that? Yeah, yeah. Jeez. For me it's it's middle of the road maybe the bottom half of all their albums you know but i know some people are gonna be like gary you don't understand if you have a different opinion and you're like you want to send me a song with your description i'm down to hear opinions right change my mind i'd love it and it's different for me because like i didn't grow up listening to demon hunter i have no nostalgic connection do i like what they've released before yeah there's some albums that i love there's some songs that are on my playlist all the time. But you have every reason to love Demon Hunter because you grew up loving them. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like, you know, you're not giving them a shot. Right. If that makes sense. Yep. So maybe we're just not their target audience anymore. I don't know. Well, so I saw them live at Furnace Fest. Right. Which I talked about a little bit. He loved it. They were episode. great. And it was amazing. Like, I had such a great time. And they played... I think one song, Freedom is Dead, right? That's how they started it from this album. And it was their like 20 years tour. So they did like a song from every album kind of thing. And it was super fun, super cool. I had a blast. Love to see them again. I love Demon Hunter. I don't love this album. And I think that's fair. Yeah. So let's move on to the next one that released on the same day. Oh. Which took my, all my attention, I think too. Uh, Fit for a King the hell we create yes what are your thoughts love it so good it is light years ahead of the path mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though there's some pathiness to it <laughs> <laughs> I, I i love it dude like i liked it this is a album i liked when i first heard it when i said send me a song and i listened to it and i was like gary i'm in you know i didn't even like, send you eyes roll back you didn't. You sent me which ended up being my favorite song. Which one did I? Which one did I send you? Their last one, right? What you left behind. Yeah, left yeah, behind. yeah. That's right. And I was like, I love it. We got B 
big chorus, soft, chill verses, and a beautiful breakdown. The formula that like the best fit for a king <laughs> is. Right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is it. Okay? And so there's six, seven songs on this album that I like a lot. Like like like. Like like? Like like. A, a, a thing that I think I liked about this album, it wasn't to me, and I know you don't feel this way, the same. More of like deathcore vocals. There's some softer songs that are different than what they've done before, but it's still fit for a king. And I felt like they got back to Dark Skies a little bit, which I liked. So this is a Dark Path album? It is. <laughs> we saw them for the Dark Path tour, yeah. and this is a Dark Path album, which... I'm here for. Yeah. It definitely feels like, you know, the spiritual successor of Dark Skies, which yeah. I, they said was the intention. Right. You know, which I'm all for. Um, I mean, we did an episode on The Path, like, what, like two or three days after it dropped. So, like, yeah. we could, we barely even, to use our name, consumed the album yeah. right we not do and, that again yeah yeah and and we felt bad afterwards and our opinions have changed and they're not we don't exactly line up with that anymore right um but yeah this was a huge step in the right direction i i still like dark path sorry i still like dark skies <laughs> better yeah but yeah my biggest gripe here we go. Okay. I'm ready, dude. There's, I'm ready. Had, I've heard, you've heard Light several of mine, right? So yes. when a month or two ago, Tyler's like, album of the year. And I'm like, let's fight. It is not, right? <laughs> and we're like fighting about it. Yeah. Um, besides some of the guitar riffs being too similar to other songs, uh, I just don't like Ryan's clean vocals. Like their heavy songs on this are great, right? Sure. I love End. I love The Hell We Create. I love Eyes Roll Back. Yeah. And... And I like his singing too, like even falling through the sky, right? It's really catchy. But <laughs> I'll say this the rudest way possible. Oh, gosh. When Ryan opens his mouth, I want him to scream. Because his like heavy, deep stuff is so good. So good. And his highs are so good. And I just wish that's what the focus was, right? I'm okay with his cleans, dude. And I get I, it. People don't like Turks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. People don't like Turks clean vocals. Mm-hmm. But I do. Like, I right. really like them. And I wish that he would sing more. Mm. But yeah, anyway. So for me, too, like, we did have gripes, I guess, on the path. The use of church bells or, or whatever yeah, it was. <laughs> you yeah. know? Um,. And that must have been a thing that they're like, yeah, we shouldn't have done it that much because they didn't do it very much on this album. Did there is one point. Oh, yeah. There is one. Okay. So, the, and it's on our favorite, or my favorite song. Okay. Okay. At the very end of the breakdown of What You Left Behind, right? When it gets to that breakdown, it goes one church bell, dong, and then it goes into the breakdown. Okay. But it's perfect hmm. because they don't do it again and again and again. You know what I mean? Like, it just. It feels to me like what I didn't like in the path, and it wasn't just church bells. That's just an example. But what I kind of wasn't a fan of in the path changed, and the hell we create is Dark Skies 2.0. Right. Close. The sequel. The sequel. Is Do you like it better? Like, is this your favorite Fit for a King album? Oh, he's thinking. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, 
I don't. <laughs> I almost regret my question. No. Okay. Dark skies. Hmm. Yeah, dark skies. Still, there's just so many awesome tracks that like mean a ton to me. But maybe in the future, I, I think this is a solid like. It's top three. Uh, yeah, it's, it's I will agree to that. I think it is top three for me too. Like number three. Yeah. Maybe four. Maybe. And I really like it. And I will say that when we had our conversation last time, when we were like, "What's your? What do you think album of the year is?" and you said this, and I was like, "How dare you?" I listened to it a bunch to like try to see my point of view. Sure. Yeah. And I definitely didn't give it enough mileage. Um, and I think part of it is I listened to Demon Hunter a lot at the same time. Yeah, and I felt like my disappointment was being rubbed off. Sure. Um, and I've listened to it a lot, and I, I really I like it a lot more. But and people don't like that song ten, times like this because I like it. it's like, it, yeah, like I was like, you could two step to this. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not deathcore, but it, it's good. <clears throat> Great breakdown. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, I I definitely need to listen to it more. And I do have a complaint though, like the single. The issue that we're living in right now with, like, the singles being released way before, right? right? Um, when Reaper was released, for example, I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. But then I didn't get that feeling of when the album came out, like, yes, I went right. and I skipped it because I've heard it just like totally. you said Sacrifice. Yep. You hear the first few seconds of the song and you're like, oh my gosh, this song, skip. Yeah. Yep. So... And it kind of... I, th- I think that kind of ruins it and I... I mean, yeah, I felt the same way, even with End, because that was another single that yeah. I really liked, too. Me, too. You know, and it happened with Norma Jean, Norma Jean. It happened with other bands. It's just what happens now. You yeah. get singles way ahead of time, and when it's released, the album, those singles are on there. Yeah, and, like, we ha- you had this problem with The Devil Wears Prada, too, when you are just like, like, Hallucinates, the only heavy song. And I was like, uh, Sacrifice. Right, uh, Watchtower, yeah. and it's like, oh yeah, Duh. but I, I did. But like, when you listen to the album, you're like, yeah. oh yeah, I didn't listen to that song, right? right? You just skip it. You're like, that's not part of the album. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, the state of the world. <laughs> okay, what else do we have? Are we? We're getting close. We're getting close. Uh, I don't know if you know of this one. I added it kind of last minute. Yeah, a band called Windvent. Uh, no, never heard. Of- they had an EP called Rima come out. Um, they're a post-hardcore band from Mexico. Huh. And I've been listening to this EP. It came out, well, <clears throat> after Fit for a King. So, like, November, maybe? Thanksgiving-ish? And, yeah, it's it's awesome. Super spirit-filled band. They kind of remind me of, like, uh, Bloodlines. Oh, yeah. But probably more singing in it. Not not so much hardcore and breakdown-y. But it's really good. I, I'm impressed every time I hear it. I'm like who is this like oh yeah these guys oh yeah i see that pink album cover and i'm like yeah so yeah you should check it out so i think that kind of wraps up the the discussion Uh, there is obviously a lot more that came out uh, that we didn't talk about because either tyler or me didn't listen to it enough to have a single opinion or uh it just didn't have that big of an impact on us yeah so but even still if you think we're forgetting something and you want to talk about it, whatever, send us a message on socials and stuff like that. Riot um, in the comments. That's what she got to do. Yep. There Just you go. Rage. Go crazy. So I think it's time for us to talk about our album of the year. 
Let's hear that top five. Gary, are you going first or am I? Do we want to do this like five, four, three, two, one? Yeah, for sure. And like you, you go all five. I go all five. We go five, five, four, four, three, three. Yeah, I think you go five, four, three, two, one. Discuss. I'll go five, four, three, two, one. Discuss. Okay, so I can explain why you're wrong. Yes. Okay, so number five for me was plead the widow's cause, and. Okay. Our, my reasoning for this list, I won't go into detail too much. I won't talk. Yeah. Episode's almost over. Hang in there, people. <laughs> uh, my reasoning for these are, like, uh, I, I thought about replay value. I thought about production quality. I thought about what's new, like, and what's not just, like, a copy-paste of another album that I've heard a hundred times. Um, so I went Plead the Widow's Cause with number five. Okay, for sure. Number four. Confessions of a Traitor. Oh. <clears throat> Number three is Wolves at the Gate Eulogies. Okay. Why are you smiling? I'm just thinking. <laughs> all right, all right. I feel like this I'm saying... This is exciting, the, dude. It's this like I'm exciting. saying the wrong answers and no, you're getting no, on no. my case over here. I'm You're looking like, at my list up and so down. <laughs> I'm looking at my list and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. All right. <clears throat> Number two, Becoming the Archetype. I thought it was a fresh sound, a fresh... Well, the band was backed, right? That that that's part of the yeah, the hype and the excitement. And number one is the one I ragged on the whole time, was the Devil Wears Prada, Color Decay. Fit for a King didn't make your top five. <clears throat> and I think last time we talked, they were number five. They were. They were on it. I remember. Yeah, they were. But you put Confessions on there. I think that was what switched it. Yeah, and last time we talked, you know, it was a few months, a month or so ago. I don't remember, but. Yeah. I, and I wasn't we made it on the spot right we didn't get to think about it yeah um, and I moved that one off because I felt like it was too similar to other Fit for a King albums sure. like the fact that it felt like a sequel okay uh, that one song I won't say which one that has pretty darn identical guitar tone and riff to start as another song on the path <clears throat> you know yeah like we played them back to back we're like okay they're not so, exactly the same but yeah. it sure reminds you of the path. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I want from Fit for a King, and I think that's part of it. Right. Uh, you know, but at the same time, I don't know what I want from the Devil Wears product. Well, I do know what I want, but I'm not getting it. And <laughs> and you're, but that's okay. Yeah. Okay. So me, spoiler, uh, Fit for a King is on it. So <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> All have right. to. Uh, my I'll, be, I'll get my wrong button ready. I'll go wrong. Number five, same as you. Plead the Widow's Cause. Wow. All right. Pain Split. Uh, refreshing. Love the post-hardcore. I hope these guys get big so they can actually come to the West Coast so we can see them. Yeah. Like, that would be dope. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah. Just come to Spokane. And Once then you guys make it happens. over here, <laughs> you guys can disband and go on with the rest of your life, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like. No, for them. They're, they seem like cool dudes. Yeah. I hope they get big. Um, four, Children of the Great Extinction become the archetype. Wow. Did that move yeah. down on your it list? It moved down. Ooh. It moved down. Still really, really good. I yeah. like it a lot, but maybe not as much as the next three. Okay. Three, same as you, Eulogies. Wolves of the Gate. I, for a while, thought Did this it? was my number one. Oh, really? Yeah. That's surprising to me. Because I went through and I was like, I like a lot of these songs. They're great. Lyrically, just awesome. 
and there's some really heavy songs and some not so heavy, but I still like them. Yep. Number two, this is within the last month it moved up, dude. Color Decay, Devil Wears Prada. Even though it's supposed to be number one, and you already told me what (laughs) another album that's on your top five, so I already know what number one is. Color Decay is so good, and no one else is doing. I think that's the biggest thing for me, which is similar to becoming the archetype. Like the way that they write their music is different than what other people are doing. And I think The Devil Wears Prada is a prime example of something new, a band taking risks and like putting out authentic music that we can identify with. There's a reason why we love or don't love because it gets you so emotionally worked up 25 or cancer or um, noise or whatever it is, right? There's so much emotion packed in these songs. There's no, to me, there's no song that's like, that's fluff. Sure. When you think of the other albums that we talked about, I think you could look at it and say, you know what? Like, ragging on the path again. There's no locked in my head, in my opinion. <laughs> right? Like, there isn't that. And, and so they're not trying to find a radio hit. They're just doing what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of get that, too. And it doesn't feel like there's like a filler track. No. You know, like, oh, we had to get to 10. So. And if there was. They were the singles, or some of the singles. And I think that's part of it, too, which which I love about it, is that the rest of the album that weren't singles, it's so good. Yep. Right? And so that first listen through, even though it wasn't the first one for me, like, the continual listen through, I'm like, these songs are fresh, dude. You know? Well, I'm glad I'm glad you've changed your mind on the on that, because uh, when I, I was it even on your top five last yeah, time? Yeah, it was talked? like four or five. I can't remember. Oh yeah, yeah. Give it another month, and it might be one, dude. It's getting All right. there. Next month, new episode. <laughs> For now, my number one of the year is "The Hell We Create" by Fit for a King. Dark Skies sequel, Dark Path. Some elements of the path that I liked into an album, and it was awesome. You know, if we do an episode on that, you'll have to, you'll have to. Take convince you convince me yeah because i i felt more disappointed than enjoyed really at, you know than than enjoying the album but yeah i don't know i'm surprised that it's your number one what would you have said my number one would be well knowing you <laughs> fit for a king yeah. yeah that's the tyler pick dude yeah it is it's the heavy stuff that released you know it's the but i mean stuff looking back I at like last year or two years ago I don't think the path was on your top five at all, because I don't remember. I mean, Phineas was up there. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. It's so long ago. Okay, so those are our top five. My question to you, Gary: What are you looking forward to for twenty twenty three? What bands are you trying to keep an eye out for? Uh, you know, I'm not prepared for this. I know. So I'm uh, thinking from most recent uh, to not most recent. Obviously, Haste Today. What are they announcing? Are they going to do something? Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite bands, like, huge impact on my musical taste to go from metal and rock to metal core, right? right. Like, they were, like, really one of the gateways up there, you know. Uh, so them, uh, surprisingly, Project 86. Right. I haven't liked Project 86 I mean, in years and years and years and years. I've last album I liked was probably uh, Truth, Truthless Heroes. Yeah, 
right? After that, I've, I've listened to every album and I go, eh, that's Project 86. I've seen them six or seven times live. But this song that they just released, Metatropolis. So good. It's insane. It's fun. It's so heavy. It's like. Yeah, like. Dude. What is happening? Yeah. Andrew Schwab can scream like that. Yeah. Uh, and then you go and look at who the musicians are in the band because the band kind of shakes up its lineup every once in a while. And it's Norma Jean. Right. Like, all of them. <laughs> like, I know Corey Brandon is in it, and that that's a big one. And, like, they're, they're drummer and I think they're other guitarists. And so it's – I think it's going to be just insane. <clears throat> and it's a two-part album. Yeah. It'll be a double album. And the second one is, like, codenamed The Brutal Album. So right. that single is not from the Brutal album. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is wild so to think I'm, about. I'm excited, and I, I'm curious, and who knows? Maybe this is the heaviest song that they release on the album, and the rest isn't like that. Sure. But this single track has my, me interested. I'm yeah. now paying attention where before I knew it was happening, but I just didn't care that much. Yeah. Uh, now I care. I mean, for me, like, I'm looking forward to convictions stigmata oh the yeah single release is epic that's so awesome yep like lyrically like i just love how it, it not that they ever got away like their last album was kind of a concept album which was cool but like this is like unashamed crucify me upside down like awesome mm-hmm. awesome yeah. lyrics heavy love their direction yep um looking forward to bloodlines Yes. What are we going to get out Always of them? Always looking forward to them. Yep. Any band that we've done an episode on. <laughs> right. And they just released a, uh, a single, uh, Psalm of the Depths, and it is Bloodlines, man. It's heavy. It's brutal breakdown, space, and just awesome. Yep. And I'm also looking forward to a band that I've got into recently. Okay. So it's not the one I thought you were about to bring up. What's that? Uh, Cultist. Oh, yeah. Like, I recently, like... Started listening a lot to them. I text you. I said, dude, these guys are good. And you're like, yeah, I know. I was going <laughs> to text you. <laughs> duh. <laughs> and so I'm stoked to see what they do this year too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for them too. Cause uh, it was a single guy project for a long right. time. And yeah. now he's got a full band. He's on face down. They're ready to go. So I'm excited for that. What about August burns red dropping in March, dude? dude. That's true. That's going to be so good. Like you said, I love whatever they put out. So it's awesome. And we got Holy Name. We'll see where it I mean, goes. It'll be good. It doesn't yeah. like I mean, it won't be album of the year for me, I don't think, based on what I've heard so far, but it's And it's be not really Sleeping good. Giant. You just get that out of our head, right? Yep. It's yep. Holy Name. Uh there's another band that's released like 3 singles this year. And I don't know what the plan is if it's building to an EP or something, but they're really good. Yeah. They're called They Become Martyrs. Yeah. And their latest single is lit, marked as explicit. I talked to them. They're like, whoops, <laughs> it wasn't supposed to do that. So it's not explicit. Really cool cool guys from what I've talked to on Instagram and stuff. But they're like, you know, old school metalcore. Like Sweet. bringing that back, you know. Anything else from you? Like, is there another band? I could probably list several I'm others. sure there's a ton. I just thought of this like, there's a lot to look forward to in metalcore heavy music deathcore like there's some cool stuff coming out so yeah and there's tons of bands that seem to be popping back yeah coming back right like a feast for kings here's their vinyl on my wall 
you know, they had an EP that came out years ago and it was yeah. amazing. Uh, and their lead singer died in a horrible work accident. Right. And now his little brother, I believe it's his little brother, is their vocalist. Jeez. And so they're back and they have a song out called Poison. Who knows what's coming next year? Mailing and the Sons of Disaster released a single. Yeah. Does that mean we're going to get more songs? Right. You know, that would be super awesome. One last one that I'm looking forward to. Uh, there's a band that's released like six singles, never made an EP. So I didn't get to say, you know, album of the year, EP of the year. Yeah. But this band, Discerner, you remember them? I sent you one of their yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like does the barking and right. corn-like yeah. screaming and crazy breakdowns and stuff. Like They're really cool. Uh, the, I don't think they label themselves as Christian, but read the lyrics. They are, or at least the dude is. Yeah. Or at least he has an idea of church culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're really cool. Discerner. Awesome. Cool. They're really heavy stuff. But, uh, yeah, excited for this coming year. I, I don't think it's so far. I don't think there's anything, like, roadmapped that far out where you can no. say it's going to be bigger than this year. Because even last year at this time, we're like, no one's going to release music in 2022. And look what they did. Yeah. And then, you know, Becoming the Archetype pops up and says, here's a full album. What if Haste the Day does that? Oh, dude. I know. Um, Go nuts. So you're saying, Gary, there's a likelihood that there's going to be enough content for us to continue this podcast? You know, we, we probably could do a couple more episodes. <laughs> okay, all right. Dude, we still have to catch up with this year. That's true. And we keep wanting to do stuff from, like, back in the day. And people are always sending us messages to do, do like... Do this, do this, yeah. Do this old band. Do, do this one. It's like, man... I'd love to, okay, but we don't have infinite hours in the yeah. day. So, yeah. Excited for this next year. Me too, man. Stoked for the new albums, new discussions, new episodes. So, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you to our patrons that give us some money every month to pay for to the recording service that we use, to pay for yeah any kind of equipment we use and stuff like that. Uh, we super appreciate you guys. And, you know, if you want to talk to us, tell us we're wrong about our top fives. I know Tyler's wrong, but <laughs> send us a message on Instagram, uh, Facebook, join our Discord server, have That's this right. conversation with lots of other people that have the same kind of, I don't know, heart for this right. music and this scene. Yeah. And I think that's the best part about, like, why we do this is, like, the community around the music that we listen to, this Christian heavy music, uh, is awesome. And I know. Discord, I'm so thankful for it. Uh, people that are on there and put up with us all the time. Yeah. So go, go on there and tell us how our top fives aren't even Christian metal bands. You know, tell us how <laughs> we're, you know, <laughs> we love these conversations. So. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone. See ya. Thank you for listening.